Welcome to Steppin' Out, a reality radio show where you'll hear real people sharing their true stories of what it was like to go over the edge and find their way back. And now, Steppin' Out. And welcome back. You're listening to America's 12-step radio show. My name is Drew, and this is Steppin' Out. Once again, if you want to connect with us here at the show, we would love to hear from you. You can visit us on our website 24 hours a day at www.steppinoutradio.com. At the site, you can sign up for our free newsletter, send us an email, tell us what you think. Again, we'd love to hear from you. Also, if you or someone you know has a problem with gambling and needs help, you can visit their website, Gamblers Anonymous, at www.gamblersanonymous.org. And in the Los Angeles area, you can just call 213-386-8789 or just pick up a phone book and look for GA. Next up, we have Sophie. Sophie, welcome. Uh, welcome. Uh, my name is Sophie. <laughs> Stunned you, didn't I? I? Yes. <laughs> I'm a compulsive gambler. My uh, date of abstinence is May 11, 2004. Fantastic. Welcome to the show. Thank you. And if anybody would have told me a few years ago that I would be sitting here doing this, I would have said not not in this lifetime. But fortunately, I went into Gambler, the Gamblers Anonymous program, and I was able to straighten myself out. My story is a little bit different than other people's. I didn't hit a bottom as far as some of them can do financially-wise, but my emotional... Uh, stress was lower than anybody could go talk to me let's back up like when did you know that you didn't have a normal relationship with this this gambling thing i mean where, where does that take off for you you little girl or later in life or what no it was it was later in life it was actually um i've had another addiction and the other addiction was for a while which i had not gone to program but abstained from and i recognized this after the other addictions, this was a third addiction coming. Okay. And this is how I realized at that time that it was I – ha- I was addicted. I was compulsively gambling. Okay. And I knew that I needed to take care of about a year and a half after I started gambling. All right. Well, paint the picture for us. When mm-hmm. does this start in your life? How old are you? I'm 62. No, not no. When when were you when you're gambling? When did this start to? Take uh, about off? sixty. About sixty. Yeah, I was about sixty. And so it wasn't that long ago. Uh, no. So it just kind of crept up on you. Yeah, it was something that I actually fought against for a very long time in my life. I had an apartment in Atlantic City, uh-huh. and uh, my husband liked to gamble. Not a compulsive gambler, and I used to go down to Atlantic City and walk on the boardwalk and walk on the beach. Until it got to a point where somehow or other I was looking for something to do, and it was right there, and I started going into the casinos, not with a $10 roll of quarters anymore, but with $100 bills. Yeah, I was going to say, does anybody actually go to Atlantic City for the beach? I'm sorry. I mean, maybe I'm a, I just don't know Jersey that well, but... I... <laughs> well, I'm probably the only one who walked on the beach. Okay. <laughs> Most people do. They just go into the casinos. Okay. I could say that I was the only one on the beach many times. All right, all right. But once I discovered the casinos and I said, boy, this is great. I didn't have to drink anymore, no drugs or anything. And this was really a, a high. And I just sat there and I played those nickel machines like they were going out of style. I kept saying to myself, it's only nickels. Well, I don't ah, have to worry about it. only nickels. And the nickels, they went into $100 bills. And this took a few hours and... I would go down alone because my husband was busy with his business, and I would go there. And I would 
go into the casinos and stay there and walk out. I would come in in the morning and walk out when it would be nighttime and not realize that all that time had gone by on nickels. On nickels. On nickels. How, I mean, would you stay at the—give me a, a day in the life of a, of a compulsive gambler in Atlantic City playing nickel slots. What, what was that like for you? It was like you got up in the morning and just knew that you couldn't wait to get to the slot machine. What did you start with? How much money did you start with? Uh, at the beginning, I would start with $200. Okay. I mean, again, I know the, it's not about the amounts, but it's, I right. just want to get, get a sense I, for— I started at the beginning with $200. I did, have the hundred, I did have the money in my pocket. I didn't have to go into any credit cards. Okay. And it was convenient. And it kept me busy, and I was having fun doing it. So I started with $200. Were you superstitious? Would you play one specific machine? Would you bounce around? I mean, what would— I bounced around. Okay. Uh, there weren't too many nickel machines, so you couldn't bounce too far. But um, I would. There were times when I did go to up to the quarter machines, and I would look at a machine, and if it said out of order on it, I said that machine is for me because it's a lucky machine, and somebody left it there, and they don't want anybody else to play it. So I would go play that out of order machine. As long as it took the money and it worked, I would play it. I never did mm. win anything on it, and it wasn't really out of order. So anyway, I did continue with the nickels because I didn't want to get up to the quarters. But then I would realize that I was started. What happened was I started going out on the boardwalk, and I said, I'm only going to put $100 in my pocketbook. And this way I can't gamble more than that. I would go to the casino, lose the $100, and knew I had more money back at my apartment, walk back to the apartment, go get another $100, and walk back to the casino again and lose the $100, and this would be a repeat. Did you know that that wasn't, I guess, I'm not going to say normal, but did you know that, that this thing was starting to grab you? Because you said before that you didn't want to go up to the quarter machines. Now, was that the line in the sand that you, that you created for yourself, saying, well, if I was gambling this in quarters, then I'd have a gambling problem? Right. I tried to, to stay with the nickels so that if I did lose money, it would take me longer to lose it. Oh, okay. And the quarters would go that much faster. So I try to stay with the nickels. If- I, I get a kick. I mean, I, I hate the sidebar, but like when I when I see these things in action, I you know, I I, I see people losing just as much money on a nickel machine as they, they can. I mean, you're playing f- what five at a clip anyway. That's a quarter anyway. So I mean, it just doesn't make sense. It's just another way of uh, it's like a like slow. Suicide well, actually, on that. I'm going to correct you, and it's more than a quarter because there are some nickel machines that you can play twenty five dollars. Twenty five dollars a pull. Yes. On nickels. Yes, on nickels. Wow. And I did that a few times, and I said, I must have to have my head examined <laughs> to do this. <laughs> I said I could be sitting at a $5 slot machine and pull. But here I was at nickels. It right. was just, just nickels. But, but in your mind, it, it was somewhat, it was still small time for you. Right. It, it was nickels. As long as it was nickels, right. it, it was, was. It was only nickels. Yeah, it's harmless. And the $25 pulls, they, they weren't that often. And um, I started to realize that I was going back and forth getting the money too often to the apartment. And when I came home, I had started playing the poker. I had a poker disc at home that taught me how to play the poker machine. That's what I played. A video poker. A video poker, right. So I would play for five hours at a time. And this, I know, was not normal because I never sat down on my computer before and did this until I started the gambling. And here I was now, aside from gambling in Atlantic City, I was 
playing at home on this uh not gam, not for money though. This was just practice. So mm-hmm. I was practicing for five and six hours at a time, waiting to go back to Atlantic City, which I could pick myself up at any time and go. So the thing for me was, how often was I starting to go to Atlantic City? Where was your husband in all this? I know you said he had a business down there and stuff. Was he starting to notice that things were not right? My husband is a workaholic, oh. and my husband did not know that. Well. Actually, he did know, but it was nickels. It was nickels, okay. And uh, I didn't go into credit cards. I still had money. It actually started to become, uh, I realized what it was when I had no more of my money left, and I had to go into a savings that I had put away. And this was the first time that it hit me that I knew there was something wrong because I had no more money in my wallet. And if I was going to continue gambling, this was it. I knew I needed help because I knew I wasn't going to stop. If I went to Atlantic City, it was going to happen. And um, I had to make a decision at this point. And I talked to some other people about it. And this is when Gamblers Anonymous came into my life. Somebody recommended it to me. And he said, I I think that you might want to try going there. I still didn't really think that it was terribly serious, and this is when I, I did go. This particular person took me to a meeting, and I've been there ever but since. why did they think it was serious? From how I was talking about the gambling, about the compulsion to go to Atlantic City and playing when I was home. It's not normal to do that. I, I have no children at home. I don't work. And I was spending most of my time either thinking about going to Atlantic City or being there. Okay. And I resented the fact that if my grandchildren would come down, I couldn't go to the machines because I had my grandchildren there. Right. So this was something else that was coming into play at this time, that I knew that there was something definitely going on that I couldn't control anymore. Sophie, it seemed pretty innocent. I mean, you you spent a little bit of time down in Atlantic City. Your your husband was down there in business. Um, Nickel slots. You know, it doesn't sound like all too troublesome. Sounds kind of harmless. Sounds kind of, I mean, really, how much how much could you really hurt yourself with nickel slots? And then we come to find out, well, you can do some damage. You can, all of a sudden, it's $25 a pull. All of a sudden, you know, you're you're going out, you're budgeting yourself. You're putting 100 bucks in your pocket, and you're like, all right, that's it. If I spend any more than this, then, and you're going right through it. You're burning right through it. I mean, what's next? When, when is it serious? When is this real? Where do you cross the line? That's what I'd like to to, to touch on a little bit, you know? So the audience can get a sense of when is it a problem? Well, it was becoming a problem when I was becoming um, sick inside. Talk about that. Physi- physically sick inside where I couldn't sleep at night. Um, I, I Just thinking about what I was losing and it wasn't the right thing to be doing. And I couldn't stop myself from doing it. I kept thinking of, of going there and having this big win. You know, of just throwing the money into the slots and and really winning. And then I I said to myself, I said, how much am I going to be putting in before I get this win? And I just didn't know really, you know, what to do because I was going. There was one time when um, I was going and I was 
down a good amount of money, and I was really sick after that, and I couldn't function. Like physically sick. What physically? What, was it physically sick? You were really I physically sick. Okay. Yeah, I, I. It was in my stomach. Uh, I have a bad stomach, and it affected my stomach. That I would eat something, and it would my food would. I just couldn't hold any of my food, and this is how it began to affect me. Uh, that's why I said earlier that it was more of a, an emotional thing that happened with me than financial because I hadn't actually gotten into all of the money that I could have lost before the emotional part was getting to me. And I realized this is, the, you know, at, at the time I said, I can't walk around like this because if I'm going to be sitting in a casino losing all of this money, I said, I, I just can't be doing this because it's not good for me. Mm. I was getting sick every time I would walk out of the casino. I was fine in there. When I was putting the nickels in, but when I was going home, I would be sick all night. So this is how it affected me. Did you think that? Uh, did you think you could master it at some point? Did you? Where did you? Where was? What was the goal at this time? Was it to win millions of dollars, retire? What was it you were trying to get to with every poll? The goal was I was keeping myself busy and feeling, I thought, happy doing it. I thought it was taking me away from the outside world. I was isolating. I was by myself. I didn't have to bother talking to anybody or hearing people's problems. And I got away from it. But actually, when I was in the casinos, I was sitting next to people, and they had the same problem that I did, and I didn't even realize it, that they were sitting there and they were banging the machines I mean, this is weird to see women actually banging the machine, saying, come on, it has to come through. You have to come through for me. I need this money. And I felt really terrible for this because yeah. I hadn't gotten to that point yet, yet, and I didn't want to get there. It's a tragedy. I think, you know, um, unfortunately, what, what I find very interesting about Atlantic City is you have all this glamour and you have all this, 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 this opulence and this beauty. And then you go into the casinos and you see these incredibly desperate souls. OK, just, you know, hour after hour with the arm, hour after hour. And it seems so incredibly lonely, you know, and, and I think that that is a tragedy. I mean, it just doesn't it doesn't it, it makes no sense. It really makes no sense. You know, you go there for some sort of escape, but yet this thing just completely pulls you in. Right. You know? Well, I, I found that when I came out of there, because most of the time I did not win, and when I came out of there, I felt it, it took me hours before I could even get over the feeling of losing all, of losing the money that I lost. And I kept saying to myself, I don't want to feel like this anymore. But the next day I would get up and go right back to the casino again. And do the, start the same thing over again. So that's the thing that separates you from a problem gambler, right there. Right. You would forget it, and then I, I would forget about it. Right. I would forget that pain and sickness and nausea that I felt the night before, and go back for more. And that became too much for me. And you knew you crossed the line. Your friend had actually pointed that out. We spoke about that before the break. Your friend had pointed out, I think you might want to check out Gamblers Anonymous. Yes. When, when I started uh, saying what had happened at my most recent visit to Atlantic City, and he happened to have been a gambler, and he said to me that he thought I would, would, should try GA because the Gamblers Anonymous 
um, had people there who were like me and would be able to help me. And I thought because I didn't really lose a lot of money, I would go in there and they would tell me, well, I'm really not a gambler because I never really lost that kind of money. But I was wrong. I am a gambler. I am a compulsive gambler. And I have an addictive personality. And it has nothing to do with the amount of money that you lose. It could be a nickel. It could be 5000 500000 It doesn't make a difference. The, the point is what we feel like when we're gambling. And we need to stop doing that. And the only way that I knew how to stop was by going to the Gamblers Anonymous meeting because they knew exactly what I was feeling. They all felt the same way. They had stories, harsher stories than mine. But I knew I belonged in there, and there were many days when I was the only female in there with, with 45 men. And the sex part didn't stop me because their story was my story. And it's all from the inside, and that's what we have in common. And there are people out there I know that think if you think you have a problem, you do have a problem. Otherwise, you wouldn't think you have the problem. Hmm. This was told to me on a few occasions until I realized where I needed to go for the help. And I did find it in the GA rooms. And people don't just show up at a at a GA meeting by mistake. You know, chances are if they're there, they're they probably belong there. Right. You know. Right. It's like me. I thought maybe they're going to just say, "Okay, well, you know." You know, it's not so bad, and you don't really belong here because you didn't, you know, go all that it long. It was only nickels. Yeah. It was a sh- it was yeah. a short lived. Right. It was only it was under a couple of years that it was going, and all I could do is uh, thank the Gamblers Anonymous group for helping me keep what I have and not losing it and going down like some other people and. Well, I was just going to say, what do you want to say to the to the woman gambler who's out there? That, that might to the women to gamblers out there, I say face it if you have a problem because there are other things in life that are so much more fulfilling than to sit at a slot machine. And you don't know that unless you stop gambling and let have the room in your heart for everything else to come in. Because it will not come in as long as you're gambling. There is no room for anything else. Gambling is a 24-7 addiction. And nothing else can come in. And I have gotten back my family, uh, my grandchildren. I enjoy things with them. We go to the movies. We go to different places. And this is something that I lost while I was gambling. And through through the GA program... With their help, I'm able to maintain it, and I need to go to the meetings every week. Fantastic. Sophie, thanks so much for being with us. Once again, if you want to connect with the Fellowship of Gamblers Anonymous, you can connect with them online at www.gamblersanonymous.org. My name is Drew, and this is America's 12-step radio show. This is Stepping Out. <laughs> 